going on, everybody? Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Secret Place podcast. She's back, y'all. <laughs> My wife is back. We're here, and I'm excited. I'm happy that I'm not here alone and that I got my partner with me doing this with me. You're welcome. My time is precious. It really is. Yeah. It really is. You should tell like, honestly, y'all, I have to like go through her schedule and calendar just to get her on the podcast these days. <laughs> yeah. yeah so She's true. so busy. Mm. So busy. But happy Friday. We hope you guys are having an incredible week, having an incredible day. Um, the weather's nice outside. I know. On today's weather forecast. Yep. <laughs> Sunny skies, blue skies. I'm so, I don't know what it is about a sunny day but the minute i wake up and i see that the sun is out there's just such a joy over my life do you feel the same way about that i mean when i see the sun i get really excited and i want to go outside but i'm like also joyous i think it's just like a not a side effect but it's like contagious i guess yeah i don't know what it is it's like just like the sun just makes people happy yeah honest- i think there is a science behind that though probably and we probably just sound really dumb I mean, it's okay. <laughs> We're just being real with you guys. Honestly, we love a sunny day. So we hope that you guys are enjoying it. I do love my gloomy days too, though. I know. Yeah. I'm I don't... actually more of a gloomy day girl. Like That's I love very true. the rain. I love a snowstorm. Yeah. I'm not like that. That's like probably the one, like one of the hardest things to like, because Miriam loves a gloomy and cloudy day I love and I it. hate them. Like I genuinely like dislike them and I know like it's God's creation. Yeah. Beautiful, whatever. <laughs> but like I genuinely despise cloudy days and snowstorms. And I so like it. we're just on so different levels on those days and I'm just trying to like match your energy, but I just can't cause it's just not fun. I mean, I think they have like, they both serve its perfect purpose. Of course they do. You know, look at you, <laughs> look at you being so wise. We love that. Um, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. Wherever you guys are joining in from, we're so grateful. And just thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the love. Um, we're super grateful to be able to do this. And we got some exciting things coming up. Um, next week is my wife's birth week. We don't do birthdays. We, we do, do birth weeks. weeks. <laughs> and obviously, it's falling into Valentine's Day, too. And let me tell you something, y'all. She put me on sale. I put you on. Oh, I did. Yeah, on TikTok. I, I don't know if you guys have been <laughs> seeing this trend or whatever, but some for some reason, all the girlfriends or fiancés or wives, if they didn't get asked on February 1st, they got put on sale on TikTok. And it's she put for, me on sale. It's just for kicks and gangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's but my Valentine. Himself, I, you were actually on a clearance rack, but then... <laughs> Dang, look at that, y'all. <laughs> I got put on the clearance rack. But you redeemed yourself. Yeah, I asked her. She said yes, obviously. I kind of think it's silly when you're married, but I just think it's no. Cute. I don't think it's silly. I think it's. I, I think, think it's worth it's it. Still cute. Yeah, that's why I'm like, hello. Ask me before I ask someone else. No, I think. But I would what? never do that. I think. <laughs> I think it's important. Obviously, like she's my forever Valentine, but like, it's important. It's an important. Um, it's an important habit to have, just to make sure that your wife knows that she is still the most precious thing in your life, and you are. That's really sweet, babe. So, and like, I don't think a lot of guys think that way. Well, they should. Oh. So start thinking like that, guys. That'll do it. Um, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, we got exciting things coming up next week. And she doesn't know anything about it. So, you know. I know. And it's I'm driving the, me absolute bonkers. I'm the king of surprises. I just love seeing Miriam's face light up when I give her a surprise. So I'm just going to keep it that way. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea what's happening next week. And you shouldn't either. Like, there's no reason for you to know. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, but just know I love you. I um, love you. Speaking on that, the topic of love, obviously. Whoa. 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 What that a segue. A good segue. What me. a sweat segue. I'm getting used to this now. I'm like, you know, this is our eighth episode, I think now. So it's like, we're just in it. Like, we are in we're just podcasters like now at this point. <laughs> yeah, we're just <laughs> podcasters at this point. But yeah, we're going to be um, over the next few weeks. We're going to be talking a little bit about love. Yeah. And today we're going to be talking about the love of God. The most important kind of love. The most important, top tier, top of the list, revolving around your life, the love of God. Yeah, I think I think this conversation or this love is just so timely with Valentine's coming up. And I know some people don't really care about Valentine's Day. Yeah. And some people really do. And to each their own. But I think... That if you're feeling like you are just like sick of not being in a relationship or not finding love, yeah, 
this is your call and reminder that God wants to enter into a relationship with you full of love, I love that. Let's go. and full of light. So we will be talking about the most important kind of love, the only love you really need to survive. Um, Amen. And yeah, I just think it's super beneficial going into Valentine's Day and all things love this month. <laughs> That's so good. No, I love it. So let's get into it right away. I got a question. I got a lot of questions. We just talked about this. I have a lot of questions that I want to ask you, babe, just kind of like to set the foundation a little bit, but also to get like your perspective because the love of God is such a like that is a massive topic. Yeah, it's super overwhelming. Yeah, there's so much to unpack in this and it's not going to happen in 40 minutes. It's Mm -hmm. not going to happen in an episode. This is a lifetime discovery that is being revealed all the time. Yeah. So let's just start right at the foundation of all things. What does, how would you describe the love of God over your life? How would you describe that? That's a loaded question. I know, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a personal one. We got to start off with how, how it's, how it's for you. Um, the love of God for me, I think there's not really one way to describe it. Okay. But I think. If I were to say anything, I would say that God takes me as I am. Okay, yeah. Um, and that I can appreciate. Mm-hmm. And that um, is just, I, like it's, I feel super undeserving and unworthy, um, especially coming from a worldly lifestyle, a life of sin, um, and he still meets me where I'm at. Yeah. And he never leaves me the same. He calls me higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and he takes me for who I am. Like, that's not common. That's not something that really happens nowadays. Yeah. You know, like this world, we are all full of judgment and full of condemnation. Um, we're always pointing fingers and, you know, talking about others and... I just know that like, that's not what my God does. Yeah. And I don't feel that way when I'm in the presence of God, I can be having the worst kind of day, feeling bad about myself, having, I don't know, a bad day either at work or with a friend or whatever it may be. Um, and I just know that like God will take me as I am. That's lovely. I love that. Do you feel like, do you feel like when you, when you came back to Christ, because I know like you yeah. had a re- you had a relationship with him. Ish. You were, I wouldn't really call it a relationship, yeah. but I think I would like say like I knew him. I guess okay. yeah. <laughs> I knew of him. So when you really started to get serious with your relationship with God, did you feel like you had to? Did you did you deal with this tension of like you felt like you had to straighten out your life first before you came to him, or did he like as you said like? when he took you as you were, what are some things that he kind of like said to you or what are some things that you read or maybe like something that you could hold on to for the rest of your life being like, no, this is the love of God that I experienced. Like I didn't have to become somebody I'm not. I just could, I just could come to him as I am. Honestly, I really never had that tension. Like I never had that tension of, um, I have to be perfect. And then God, I could be a Christian okay. or like, God yeah. will love me. I think because I did have that foundation yeah, and like, I grew up knowing that like, come as you are. Yeah. Um, I knew that like, I will only be, be fixed, be fixed, but like, um, be clean, be pure, be holy, transform, yeah. transform. Yeah. yeah. Um, essentially with Christ and through Christ. How about you? Did you feel that way? I think, yeah, I think there's always that, tension i feel where it's like it's almost like you feel this like you kind of feel like this burden on you that you're not where you need to be to be in the presence of god like you don't feel holy enough or you don't feel um pure enough or you don't feel like the light of the lord is shining through Mm -hmm. you and i feel like those are the days where i am like man like how do I enter into God's presence that is so holy, so pure, so unique and like have that 
communion with him. Like, how do I do yeah. that? I feel like I really did struggle with that as I came into my relationship with God. And I think reading back through the Bible and like going through the stories and all that stuff has helped mm-hmm. me a lot because the whole purpose of Jesus was to come down so that we could come up. You know what I mean? Right. Like he came yeah, down and you know that was the whole thing like even from the old testament like god's presence would come down and dwell with the israelites but they had to make sure that they were pure before they could go into his presence and jesus flipped the whole script where he's like no i'm gonna bring my presence to you and i will purify you and make you holy so that way we could have this relationship i love what you said he came down so we could come up yeah and like i think that's the biggest tension I felt coming into my relationship with God. And even now, like, even though like it's been a couple of years and I'm like, I would say I'm pretty consistent with it. Mm -hmm. I still feel it. I'm still like, man, like, and and these are on those days where I don't feel my best self, where I don't feel like I'm at the right place that I need to be spiritually. Mm -hmm. But there's always that reminder. There's always those scriptures. There's always, you know, things that I can look back on where I had encounters with God and he reminded me like, no, like you got this backwards. Like you don't have to purify mm-hmm. yourself to come into my presence. I'm here. I'm I did that. Yeah. You. I'm going to purify you. Yeah. You got to like, you just got to step in. Like yeah. you just got to step in. This is holy ground. Yes. But the holy ground is there for you. It's not, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a boundary for you. It's, it's there for you. And I think like, that's where a lot of like, the wrestling takes place but there's a lot of reminders for sure in the bible that we go back to and kind of figure out i definitely like when you were just talking i was like wait i do feel that way i think i feel that way now though like i never felt that way before okay when i was like oh i need to enter into a relationship with god like yeah. i'm gonna die yeah um <laughs> i think i felt that i still feel that like throughout my walk even though like i feel like my walk's really disciplined we live a very um we try to live a very yes god-centered christ-centered life yeah um but i definitely have that time where i'm like oh my gosh like i'm not where i need to be Mm -hmm. which is weird because i'm like what am i comparing it to or like what do i think is like Mm. you know the ideal christian walk which is funny that's good which is like a whole conversation in itself yeah i think right now Something that really convicted me, and this is actually one of, something that one of my students said at youth. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that God is really challenging her at this point of her life to give what God deserves, to give the time that God deserves, to give the um, attention that God deserves. And I feel like that's where I'm at too right now. Right. Like I'm, I'm at that place right now in my faith walk where I'm like, if I'm not giving God what he deserves like the worship, the praise, mm-hmm. the time, the energy. Yeah. That's when I start feeling like, oh man, like I can't enter. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm having that battle. I'm having that wrestle. So I think like right now, the biggest challenge for me is like, okay, like how can I make that time? How can I prioritize my relationship with God above everything else and give him what he deserves? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's where, that's where I'm kind of at. But another one, I think this is, I want to, I wanted to ask you this question because this is something that I've learned from you on how to do, and I never knew how to do it before. And I'm still working on it. Like I'm still trying to figure it out, but this is something that I think comes pretty naturally to you per se. I'm scared. No, it's, (laughs) I I, I think it'll be a really good question. I think it'll be really helpful um, to hear your perspective on this. Okay. Okay. So how do you focus on selfless love in a selfish world? and combat the humanity we all face these are really good questions babe come on now (laughs) we're podcasters we prepare um how do i focus on selfless love yeah in a selfish world and combat the humanity that we all face another loaded one um i think it's not something that comes naturally okay I think it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of reflection. I try my best to, before I say something or before I do something, I try to play like the reverse card. Like how would I feel? Or Mm. um, if I were you, for example, um, I think, I think I exercise this the most with you. Okay. Like, especially in a marriage, I try my best to be selfless 
thinking of your needs first yeah. thinking of what you want first yeah um but it's hard because i feel like we are we are in such a self-care self-love era mm-hmm. where everyone's like me 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 my time yeah my energy my um my peace all of that yeah and and to a level and to an extent i agree with it but i also think that we're not called to do just that yeah like we need to think about other people mm-hmm. we need to put our neighbor before us um I just try, like, literally, I try to be as Christ-like as possible. I think that's what I try to keep in my head. Okay. Um, I want to amplify love. And I think that, like, whenever we talk about sharing the gospel, we always think that we have to share scripture, talk about Jesus. And, like, yes, that's all involved. It's all important, yeah. But um, someone once said this, and it stuck with me. There's 99% of people will um not read the bible but one percent will read you Mm. and you have to amp like you have to be the person to represent the bible yeah yeah, yeah. if you had like one minute to show the bible how would you express it yeah that's good i think like what we need uh, what we really need to share and what we really need to talk about and show is the love of god Mm. and like there's so many ways to show that i think through not being selfish um being kind praying over each other just things like that i think it's hard though because like nowadays like like i said like it's very much a me time in the world how about you selflessness yeah i think like (laughs) i think i think what everybody appreciates is like how you mentioned that it's not something that comes natural to you yeah i think it's just like from my perspective the reason i said why it feels like i think it comes so natural because i like i'm the one that experiences the most of that like in such a close proximity with her so like for me it always it always looks as though it's so natural right um but for me i think a lot of how i'm starting to do it has been through like learning from your example like that whole thing of like the one percent will read you like i feel like i'm a part of that one percent even though i'm reading my bible every single day i think i'm a very big visual learner and so like i need to see it happen yeah you really are you know what i mean i need to see it happen in order to understand the value of it so i think for me what's helpful is that i'm surrounded by who i think is the most selfless person in the world so that's what's been really helpful for me to then be that yeah and you've come a long way definitely because i this not, was a really big problem in our relationship oh 100 in like our dating yeah going into maybe engagement a little yeah. bit um was like that so like watching you slowly get there yeah um it takes time obviously it takes intentional yeah work and a prayer over it so yeah i think like a lot of like what i needed to do was not only see it happen but i also needed to make sure that i am doing everything that i can to remind myself of what really matters like what are the biggest priorities in my life and that is to selflessly love my wife more than anybody right so for me it's been about okay jesus like learning what jesus did for his bride the church yeah you know what i mean like that type of selfless love learning what god did for all humanity like that type of selfless love right like that's the stuff that i need to sit in more and more and i think i need to feed myself that more and more because the more i keep it in front of me the more that i'm able to like work on it the more i'm able to then like live that out you know what i mean it's like being a doer of the word. Like you got to know what the word says before you can actually start doing it. Literally. And I think that's what's been super helpful for me. And obviously, like, I think a lot of what, like, God's love is, it's centered around giving. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's the ultimate giver. Yeah. You know what I mean? Long before we were ever born, long before humanity was ever even a thing, long before Adam was even in the garden god outgave us already yeah he had his son there at the right hand ready to be sent down to earth when the world needed it most yep right and you know we all love john 3 16 it's the famous bible verse you know you see it everywhere um where were you showing me on like uh what what store had it on their bags forever 21 forever 21 had it on their bags what was it what was the reason behind that 
Um, the owner was a Christian. He was a Christian? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, when you showed me that, I was like, dang, like, okay, cool. Like, that's a really weird store because, like, I don't think they... They're not really the most modest clothing store. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just whatever. The sidetrack for no reason. Um, but John 316, like it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Yeah. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Like, think about that. Like before we even took our first breath, God gave us a way out of our sinful nature. God gave us a way out of eternity separated from him yeah. through his son, Jesus. And he was there before the world was even formed yeah everything was created for him and through him like that's that's the extent and the that's the that's the level of detail that our god thinks through Mm -hmm. and that's something that he's been really 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 putting on my heart over the last few weeks he's been really helping me understand how detailed he really is like god is so intricately involved in the details of everyday life he's yeah. so he is no, he you is. know what i mean yeah. and i think this verse obviously shows us the love of god and like if you don't understand the love of god read john 16 though till you can't read it anymore like this this verse is so powerful and it just goes to prove like god is so proactive mm-hmm. god's love is proactive you know what i mean he's intertwined with every detail of our life he's not waiting for things to happen in our life and then he's like okay like let me find a solution he has a solution before we even go through the valley that we go through before we even make the mistake that we make or anything you know what i mean like he's so involved in every single detail of our lives and i think that verse is such a foundation of my life to think back to every single time when i'm like what like what really matters like when i think back to my life what really matters my salvation and my family like those are the only things that really matter mm-hmm. you know what i mean how do i lead my family the best way is to look back at what jesus did yeah you know what i mean to look back at his life to look back that before i was even born he gave up his life for me that is the selfless love that he has and now like that is my that is my standard right yeah. and i think the love of God is so beautiful and it's something that it's so can't comprehend it sometimes. Sometimes it makes my head hurt. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Like it makes my head hurt when I think about it sometimes when I go down those rabbit holes thinking about the love of God and I'm like, goodness, like there's so much behind this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I think it's so beautiful. I think um, one of the most loving ways, um, like one of the most interesting ways i learned how extensive god's love was and is um was by the way my parents disciplined me growing me like growing up okay growing up i was like super like scared of my parents (laughs) and they were really strict um came from a brown household yep so real ones already know the (laughs) you already know real ones know um but I used to hate it. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why would you guys like discipline us with like wrath and all of that? And um, I don't know, just like, and I know like now being so close to my faith, like, and like also just like being grown up and like looking back on my childhood, I'm like, I needed all of that. Yeah. Like I needed the punishments. I needed the grounding. Yeah. I needed um, to be scolded. I needed the one two whippings. Like I really did. That's real. Um, and I really thank my parents for all of that now. Yeah. And it like it just shows me how God loves us in the same way. Like, even though we may go through like not like God will punish us or anything like that, but he'll convict us. Mm-hmm. And just by the way that like we go through things, God puts us through things so that um we feel his love. Like it's because he loves us so much that he doesn't want to leave us in the same place. Hundred percent. He found us. Yeah. There's, there's always consequences. I feel like that's the biggest thing that some of us get wrong about the love of God. We only think it's supposed to be sunshines and rainbows because God loves us, but it's like, okay, well if you're doing something that is disobedient to God and you don't expect to be corrected Mm -hmm. and correct, correction sucks. 
it hurts but it's holy. it's needed yeah you need it it's biblical yeah 100 percent. like whenever the israel i'm like i'm going through a lot of like the old testament right now and i'm reading a lot about like right now i'm in chronicles and i'm looking back at all the disobedience that all these kings and judges had against god and people had to pay the price there yeah. were people that didn't deserve it that were not even involved in the situation and they paid for the sins and disobedience of one man yeah the old testament really reminds me of my childhood yeah that's what i'm trying to make but yeah. like i see like it's not wrath it's love it's love yes 100%. i had this question for i think the youth or yeah. like my friends i don't remember but um what really motivates you to live a christian lifestyle was it god's wrath or is it god's love i think because i know like this can be like a i think for me it's like well the biggest thing that comes to mind is like i want to live my life with god like yeah. i want to live my life in unity with god i've lived my life in separation from god and it was terrible mm -hmm. i've lived my life like that and it wasn't it wasn't worth it yeah now that i'm having a relate now that i've experienced the presence of god and i've experienced his power i've experienced the transformation that takes place when we are obedient to him yeah there's nothing more that I want more than wow. to continue to exceed in that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, sure, yes, I don't want to spend my eternity in hell, but it's much more deeper than that. Mm -hmm. It's more like my God made me so he could use me to glorify himself. Mm -hmm. And for him to do that, he needs obedient people. He needs people that will listen to him. And with that comes blessing. With that comes peace. With that comes strength. With that comes hope. All these different things. So it's almost like a no-brainer as to why would you not want to live a life for God? Yeah. Just out of pure love and adoration for what he's done. Not even what he's done for you, but just who he is. Mm -hmm. Like he's the God of the universe. Yeah. He's the great I am. He's everything that we could ever need and more. He's a loving father above anything else. Mm -hmm. And I look at him and I'm like, why would I not? And there okay like i'm gonna be real with you i don't get it right every single time like i mess up just like everybody else does and i get corrected by god i get corrected by my wife like mm -hmm. these things happen <laughs> they're all a part of it and i think it's yes i think it's super important to remember sometimes you might think that it's people correcting you but it's actually god correcting you through people my wife speaks over my life in positivity and also in correction more than anybody else and i don't think that's by accident i think it's because god has chosen her to do that because again we always try and find ways to call each other higher just like god is always calling us higher to live a life above reproach and so does miriam like miriam wants that for me i want that for her so correction takes place through people too yeah you know what i mean like there's reasons why people are in your life there's people there's reasons why that they have that much proximity to you because god wants to use them as well to speak to you yeah i was reading right. i was reading proverbs a couple months ago and yeah. one thing that kept on coming up was correction mm -hmm. receiving correction and giving your friends correction yeah it's called for you need to do it yeah it's biblical it shows love like you really care enough yeah you love for this you love this person enough to care about their salvation care about the way they live their christian walk yeah. as we're meant to as other Christians, we are meant to guide each other, hold each other accountable, mm -hmm. um, take each other by the hand and walk with each other. We're meant to correct each other and say, hey, maybe not. Or hey, like, try this or something. So I think it's important. I think correction is a big form of love. Do you, okay, so like, as you've, so before you, be, like, as you were not, as, like, as you were growing in your faith, like as yeah. you were becoming more mature, do you feel like, earlier on your faith walk you saw correction more as wrath than you did see it as like no like this is because god loves me so much that he would do this for me oh for sure i wouldn't say wrath but i would say like anger or anger yeah, yeah um or like my pride would be in a way of be like bro you don't know what you're talking about okay you yeah. know what i mean yeah um i think it's important like i think like sometimes you have to really check your heart and be like where actually am I in my journey with Christ? Like, am I at a place where I can see correction as love from God? Yeah. Or am I seeing it as like, man, like, 
this is unfair. This sucks. Yeah. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. where, where, how do you really see that correction? How do you really see that in your life? Like w- what's going on in your heart? You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like that's what I really needed to focus on. Sorry. Back to the question that I asked you, I wanted to answer my perspective because you clearly stuck to God's love. And I love that for you truly, but like growing up, I never really understood the abundance of God's love and I still don't and I never will. But I think in the beginning of my faith walk, it was truly God's wrath that like made me check myself here mm-hmm, and there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was like, ain't no way you gonna catch me in hell. <laughs> like, no way. Eternal burning? Rapture? No, sir. <laughs> like, I think that's what I focused on a lot more. Yeah. Um, and then as I got older and I matured in my spiritual walk, um, I realized that all of that was God's love. Yeah. And in the Bible, in the Old Testament, we always focus on God's love, but there's so much compromise. We talk about the Israelites all the time. How many times did God forgive them? God always, them yeah, chance? he always sent them a deliverer or a redeemer. And man, sometimes I've been reading this over and over again. And I, all I see is Israel did evil in the sight, like whatever the king's name was, the yeah. king did evil in the sight of the Lord. The Lord whatever like he went through his reign he served for two years three years some of them served for 40 years whatever it is and then next thing you know god sends a deliverer and then they turn their hearts back to god then the new king comes in again this king did yeah. evil in the like it's just a constant cycle you and know it's what I mean? everyone in the yeah. old testament yeah. like everyone wants to talk about job's patient half of the book more than half of the book job is complaining yeah i swear in my notes in job i'm like i literally write Job is mad annoying. I get it, but Job is mad yeah, annoying because yeah. of how much he's complaining. It wasn't until yeah. the very end where he said, okay, Lord, you know, I get it. Yeah. But I see that as like, God is fair. God is just, he mm-hmm. is so loving that like, no matter how much all these people in the old Testament, how much we in present day sin or um, make a mistake he forgives us yeah and he gives us another chance and he compromises so yeah. much even though he yeah. shouldn't and he doesn't need to so true That's and so, so true. now i see it as i love god so much that like what you were saying earlier like i want to live this type of lifestyle because mm-hmm. i want to be what he calls me to be yeah like he deems me worthy to live a holy pure righteous lifestyle i want to I want to like I want yeah. to be what he says I am. Yeah, no, that's and good. I think like a lot of people can like get stuck in between and um, don't know exactly what their motives are or like what really is the root of their lifestyle. Yeah, because like you can still get away with a lot. I think your conviction is not up if you're not feeling God's love and you're just living God's wrath. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like sharing that. That's good. I think like, yeah, it's sometimes it's important to check where you're like where the where the sensitivity meter is on your heart yeah, like where literally. exactly like how much are you feeling is things still convicting you and uh, you know like th- these things are important to reflect on and like going back and s- like talking about last week how we talked about like sitting in God's presence and like you know just focusing on that it's like that's important like we need to reflect on where we are you know yeah. what i mean because if we don't reflect on where we are we're not going to be able to move forward into all that God's calling us to become like and to experience. Right. Yeah. Okay. Another question I want to ask you, what is the scripture that keeps you rooted in God's love? It's not a scripture per se. Okay. I think the thing that reminds me of God's love is truly just the crucifixion. Okay. Like I did this thing last year where I, which is my, this might be like, okay, it worked for me. Okay. (laughs) But I was really going through a really rough season and I needed to leave love. I needed to forgive. I needed to just keep going and not be bitter and not be rude and not treat others the way. I want, uh, yeah, I want you to sit on that because I got another question coming on like that. I'm glad <laughs> you brought that up. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, um, keep I didn't want to treat others the way I was being treated. Mm-hmm. So I had to remind myself how much god loves me and how much i need to lead in love like i need to show the same love i need to turn the other cheek yeah. i need to bow my head down and just keep walking yeah um so the crucifixion is what really 
keeps me grounded in okay. God's love and like this is what God did for me, you know, send yeah. his only son. But there is a passage in the Bible that I did want to read. It is a little lengthy, just a tad, but read it, girl. We got time. We you know what anymore. I mean? These but people are driving in traffic right now. It's okay. <laughs> but it's cute because it's actually the verse that I said in my yeah. vows. Yep. I know where you're going with this one. Because this verse is like what, like first John chapter four verses 12 is yeah. the verse that I wrote about you just because I really felt that I still do. Um, but I'm going to read from first John chapter four from seven to 21. Go for it. Buckle really, in everybody really quick. But um, it, the title is God's love in ours. Let's go. So dear friends, let us love one another for God, for love comes from God. Mm-hmm. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that he, that we might live through him. Yeah. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Yeah. Dear friends, since God so loved us, he also ought to love one another. We also ought to love one another. Yeah. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit and we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, Mm -hmm. God lives in them. They in God. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment in this world. We are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. No one who fears is made perfect in love. We love because he loved us first. Whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God, whom they have not seen. And he who has given us this commandment, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Amen. But yeah. I love that. I think it's so fitting that John is the one that wrote that. And oh, I feel like, yeah. And I feel like, <laughs> again, back to like John three sixteen. I feel like if you read the gospel of John, you understand how like you understand that he knew what love meant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, like I want to get to the place in my life where I can look at myself in the mirror and being like, oh no, like I'm the one Jesus loves. Like, oh, I I'm do that every that, day. Yeah. Like I'm that guy. <laughs> like it's great that like if you're in that place, but there's some times where I'm like, man, like John had, I don't know if he had the confidence or if he just had the faith to believe that like he saw everything that Jesus did all throughout his life. And he's like, yeah, like I'm that guy. Like he did that for me. Like, like Jesus loves me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he says that all throughout his gospel is like the one, like Jesus turned to the one he loves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. stuff like that is just like so beautiful. And like to live in that holy confidence. That, that is some. Yes. Yeah, like that confidence. is so vital, like to make sure that you are looking at yourself in the same way that the father sees you, that Jesus sees you. You know I, what I mean? I think it's important to like remind yourself though. Like I had to keep on telling myself that God loves me because yeah. the enemy will work so hard yeah. to make you feel like you are just another sheep in a herd. Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> That's so true. And that God does not have enough love for you. He's yeah. worried about this, that, and the other, and he will not love you. But yeah. one thing I loved about this passage was they iterates again and again and again that God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. And they say that so many times in this passage and it's just so important. And I think that like to feel the presence of God, to know that God lives in us is by purifying our heart, our mind and our soul with love. 
and having nothing but love for others and for ourselves. Um, there's no room to hate yourself. There is no room to hate others. There's no room for um, anything but love. Mm-hmm. If you want to embody the Holy Spirit, if you want to ignite the Holy Spirit that already lives inside of you, you must live in love. You must love others. You must know that you're loved. And I think that's like a practice that some of us have to live in every single day and remind ourselves that, hey, I need to be I need to be loving. I need to be loved because God is love. Yeah. I think for me, I think that, well, I think that's really beautiful. And I think for me, something that as I was reading in like preparation for this, and obviously like I'm sure all of us know First um, Corinthians 13, like the chapter of love, you know, what love mm-hmm. looks like, what it is, what it's defined as. And something that I like when I was reading it, I was like, man, like this is so true about how God loves me like this is so true about how he loves the world you know what I mean like it goes on to list what love looks like and for me personally when I was reading it I I just wrote down here I'm like God's love is always patient God's love is always kind God's love always protects God's love always trusts God's love always hopes and God's love always perseveres Mm -hmm. and like that's something that I have to like continue to remind myself over and over again because it is truth it's it's what we see all throughout the bible it's what we've seen through all of our lives like the faithfulness of god is the heartbeat of our story like that's amen like that's where we all are no matter what we're facing right now we know that god has been faithful each and every single day of our lives and so i would encourage you guys to read through first corinthians 13 and really like emphasize that over your life and being like for me personally i've seen god love god's love be patient because i've done some dumb stuff yes right? you have I'm thank you, you. <laughs> um, I, um i've seen god's love be kind to me i've seen god's love protect me i've seen god's love trust in me to know that what he's sowing into what he's depositing in me is being used for good and seeing god's love um be hopeful that you know one day I will become more like him and his love does persevere over everything that we go through yeah. no matter what it is yeah now i said i had a question for you and um i'm glad you brought up that whole thing before about loving others and you know leading with love and all that kind of stuff and that's something that i know that we've been working on and trying to focus on and keep at the center of our lives at all times yeah so and we know we're probably not the only ones struggling with this but what would you say to someone who is trying to love others the way we're commanded, just like how you're reading in First John 4? What would you say to someone who is trying to love others the way we're commanded when they aren't receiving that firsthand? What would you say? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and talk to myself. I'm kidding. <laughs> um... I think it's a really hard situation. Mm -hmm. I think to love another person when you are not receiving love from them, nor grace or kindness can be very difficult. Um, Flesh and humanity Mm -hmm. will Mm -hmm. tell you to go down to their level. Mm -hmm. But I just always tell myself that, Jesus is the standard, okay? His life is a standard. The gospel is the standard. And we see in the Bible time and time again of people disrespecting Jesus, mocking Jesus, speaking down on him, doubting him. And the way he responds is what inspires me. Jesus does not react. He responds. And he responds with love. He responds with grace. Yeah. And so I have kept that in my mind and it's still always in my mind because I don't want to ever be in a place where I am not the version of myself that Jesus can look at and be like, well done, good and faithful servant, you know? That's good. Um, I try to stay as humble as possible in knowing that I'm human and what this person may 
be doing or saying is not true or hurtful and unkind, but people were rude to Jesus. People were um, looked down on him, abused him in so many ways. And I feel like he is my standard and I am meant to live like him. I'm not meant to live like the person that's treating me that way. I'm meant to live like Jesus. And so I will turn the cheek. I'll keep my head bowed down and I'll keep walking. I'll be kind. I'll be extra kind. I'll be annoyingly kind. Um, And just pray because I also don't want to be in a place where I'm just faking it. Yeah. Um, That's true. You have to genuinely mean it. Yeah. And so praying for strength, praying for grace, praying for forgiveness. I literally wholeheartedly believe in prayer. Like, I think that's something you really need to believe in your, uh, in your faith walk. Like you really need to understand the power of prayer and you really need to absorb, um, just all the power within us when we pray. And I just know that like when I pray for strength and grace and love and kindness and humility and all the things I pray for when I'm in a situation like that, um, God will answer because he will give us the desires of our heart when our, our will is what he wants and he wants us to be like him. And so, yeah, it's a hard situation though. And like we face this, we are facing this. Um, it's good then. But leading with love is important. One thing I learned truly is not to let the way other tr- people treat you be the way you treat them. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is your standard. I love that. Stand ten toes on it. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. I'm proud of you. I love you. It's a great answer. Thanks. Um, what do you think? I think you answered the question flawlessly. I don't think there's anything I, else I can add into there because I think you spoke really like I like we've we've had these conversations for 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 a while now we've had these conversations and I think like you summed it up really well as to like how we are approaching it and who we're looking to as like the example right yeah so I think you did a great job in answering that I think Mm -hmm. that was phenomenal um and I do hope that that helps someone and encourages someone because at the end of the day we know it's hard yeah life is hard people are messy we're messy you know what i mean humans man humans man like <laughs> we're all over them <laughs> kidding <laughs> we're all messy and it's 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 all about like tapping into jesus to to combat that jesus in everyone 100 percent. like yes. you gotta know that like everyone is made in his image and his likeness so Holy true Spirit lives in everyone so true and so if god has given you so much grace in your life you ought to give the same another the next person beside you the same grace yeah because you are undeserving and they probably are undeserving in that moment too yeah. but like that also helps me knowing that like that's how much god loves me so i'm gonna love the next person like that yeah no i agree i think it's it's vital to remember that at all times because yeah when you start looking at other people as less than Oh, that's the worst. You're in a bad place to be. You know what I mean? I think it's important to remember that they're in the kingdom of God for sure. There are no statuses. There are no titles. It's you and everybody else. Like you are all on the same line. Yeah. The only, the only person that has any sort of authority or power or title is God, the father, Jesus, and the Holy spirit. Yeah. That's all that matters. Everybody else. We square. We won. <laughs> yeah, hundred no, percent. But like, yeah, it's so true. Like, there's no status in the kingdom of heaven. God loves us all equally. Sure, like I, I, I am convinced that God has favorites. I will say that openly. And I'm that favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that. But no, I think in the I, Bible literally says God has no favorites. I know. I know. But I know that I am. But I know, like, there's, there's just like, there's just certain situations. Sure, maybe like there's favor. Some people have more favor. Some people don't have less favor, but some people just have more. Fa- I don't know how to explain it. I, I just, think we have to tap into our favor. Sure. I like that. Okay. You know, I like that because in God, it's like a favorite child. I'm not a mother, but my mom always tells me that there is just no favorites. And I'm like, you're a liar. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I just feel like I feel like you're right about that. I feel like people that step into where God wants them to be and that's to be faithful and to obedient to his will and what's good in his sight, yeah. they receive the most favor. It's like level. It's like a video game, you know? 
you get to the next level and then you get a prize and then you get to the next level that's how you know she doesn't play video games like that so (laughs) great analogy though babe um what i do want to leave us on i think is um a scripture that um i wrote down in my notes romans 5 8 again talking about god's love it is so important to remember how he demonstrated it and it says here but god demonstrates his own love for us in this Mm. while we were still sinners christ died for us amen proactive god simple god responds doesn't react Mm -hmm. i think it's so beautiful and we just pray that this podcast this episode would encourage you in that we pray that we would feel the presence and love of god through this episode yeah we pray that as you open up your bible as you pray as you worship you would feel the love of god that surpasses all understanding and we just want you to know god loves you yeah we love you you know we're super grateful that you tuned in today and we just hope that this encourages you and um we're honestly super grateful for you guys and we love you wink 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 (laughs) but yeah but on a serious note um my closing statement since you gave yours close it up the people are gonna give their their closing statement okay we've been watching a lot of crime shows so sorry um but i was gonna say that in this season of your life if you are seeking love and you want the love that is selfless and kind and patient and does not boast and is um just all the things be that love first be that love to someone else and receive it 10 times full when it comes your way you need to be what you want to have you know that's so good what a way to close it mic drop but don't drop it because those are expensive yeah literally (laughs) um but yeah we love you guys um thank you for tuning in and we hope yeah a great weekend have a great weekend we'll see you guys next week for my baby's birthday let's get it Woo! all right babe it was good to have you again thank you for coming back thank you so much thank you for coming back on the podcast that we both are on (laughs) no but it feels so good to not be sitting here talking to myself but anyways we love you guys (laughs) have a great week and we'll see you guys soon happy valentine's day happy valentine's day